What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Wizards of Gallery Place podcast. Fernand and Damo back in the show. It is 2.47 Eastern time. Uh, we're not quite sure exactly if the Tommy Shepard pre-draft press conference is over, but we pretty much got all the, the main information that we needed to get from it. So we're just going to go ahead and uh, get started here and talk to you guys about that. We'll do some last-minute pre-draft stuff. The draft is tomorrow night. And then uh, we'll talk some DeMar DeRozan stuff at some point and maybe some other random stuff. You, you know how we guys like to, you guys know how we like to go kind of just go off on tangents and talk about different things. But um, so, yeah, Tommy Shepard's presser started around one fifty five ish. We pretty much got everything um, that we need to know. Sad thing was we didn't learn anything that we didn't already know. Uh, Bradley Beal reportedly has not requested a trade, according to Tommy, um, which would lead me to believe neither has Russ. I don't know if someone asked him that question specifically, but in terms of Brad, he hasn't asked out. And Tommy gave the most Wizards quote um, for an answer, and he said there is a way you can make a move now and try to compete while also – uh, putting something in the bank for the future or something like that, you know. So typical Wizards quote where you have one foot in, one foot out type of thing. But um, did you look at any of the quotes from the press conference? And uh, if so, what did you think yeah, about I mean, them? Most of them I kind of e- e- expected, um, you know, the whole, you know, the beer rumors or noise, um, you know, the fact that he was with Bill recently in Vegas, uh, you know, that they – you know, are going to take the best player available in the draft. I mean, it's the it's it's standard GM talk, uh, but it it didn't really provide any information that I don't think most Wizards fans already kind of assumed or knew. So, um, yeah. Yep. So anyway, we got the draft coming up tomorrow night. We are picking fifteenth. Tommy did say in the press conference he was looking to maybe buy a second-round pick. Uh, I don't know exactly what a deal would look like for that when you consider the players that we have under contract because the players that we have under contract, you're not really looking to move unless it's like Chandler Hutchinson because alone, I mean, I would maybe do Thomas Bryant for like a cheaper role player and like two second-round picks, but just one second-round pick on its own, and. Eh, I'm not going to do that, um, yeah. especially when you consider that Thomas Bryant can have 20 and 10 games, and no second round pick this year is going to be doing that. So, um, I mean, do, do you have? But there, I mean, but there are some some second round picks that I think could could contribute. Um, sure, sure, yeah, yeah, for sure. And you gotta, if you're going to have an expensive team, you gotta you gotta find some talent on some cheap talent on the margin. So, I'm with it. Absolutely. I just, I mean, what do you think a deal like that for a second round pick this year would be like just for a future second and maybe cash can say, I don't know how that would work. I, I don't know what past deal. I mean, typically you would just do, I think a future second, right? Like if a team is more interested in, in second, like if a team maybe has, I don't know. Do any teams have two second round picks this year? Oh, and yeah. then like, if they don't have a second round pick, like a year from now or something, they'll be like, okay, well you give us yours next year. We'll give you ours this year. I mean, there are a couple teams that have four plus second round picks. I know the Thunder, 
I think the Thunder have four second round picks. The yeah. Pelicans, I believe, have three or four. Um, I would be wow. calling them immediately. <laughs> um, I mean, you're not going to draft four guys to add to your roster on top of the multiple first round picks you have. Like, it's just, you don't even have the roster spots. So, right, right. Yeah, I would definitely be calling those two teams to, to see about one of those second round picks they would be willing to come off of. Yeah. Uh, first round wise, where are you at right now at 15? Tommy did say, um, you know, again, same process as the past two seasons. He's going to take the best player overall, and he's not too concerned about fit, which I understand. Um, but also, we need to get some damn shooting on this team. Gotcha. Especially, I mean, if, and we'll talk about DeRozan in a little bit. If you, if you add DeRozan to this team, you really, really need some shooting. So, but, but Tommy did say, you know, best player available, which leads me to believe Shangun could still be in the mix. But anyway, what are you thinking about uh, 15 at this point? Yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't keep drafting non-shooters, hoping you can turn them into shooters, and then also trading for non-shooters and think you're going to contend for anything. Like, you might make the playoffs, but you won't go far. Like, I mean, if you look at all of the teams that were in the playoffs these last two years and the guys that are on rookie deals that contributed, they had one or two, one or two or both of these qualities. They either were elite defenders um, or great defenders like a thigh bull or maxi who really can guard um, or they were great shooters like a Kevin Herter or uh uh even Hunter um or Cam Johnson, Macau Bridges, like those types of players are players you kinda you kinda glue your roster with. They may not ever be stars, but they're gonna be guys that contribute to your team pretty pretty early because they have a valuable skill set that's needed, particularly come playoff time. So that's what I would hope that the Wizards are trying to get, especially at pick 15. Like, if we were picking top five, I'm like, okay, you got to try to get somebody that has star upside. Even even times in the top 10, depending on depending on the board, because um, every draft isn't the same. You know, a guy that might go top 10 in one draft, that doesn't mean he goes top 10 in every draft. So it just mm-hmm. depends on the draft itself. But I would say at 15, get you a guy that has a proven skill set. Um, and, and for me, like, obviously the Wizards need shooting and they need defense and ideally they need players that do both, not one or the other. So, uh, I mean, just looking at the board, I mean, the latest draft mock drafts I've seen coming out, obviously you're looking at Moses Moody, uh, Corey Kispert, you're looking at, uh, Chris Duarte. Um, but the latest mocks I've seen had all those guys going in the lottery. So, mm-hmm. and, that, and that goes to show you because you got you got the Warriors sitting in there. They're trying to make the playoffs. You got, uh, you know, uh, who else? Who else? I'm, I'm thinking of that's playoff team that that's 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 sitting in the lottery. And then you got the Lakers trying to trade up into the lottery to get one of those type players. So that tells you what, what the, where the value is for teams that are trying to win. 
Um, mm. And then you got the Wizards, and we're sitting at 15 trying to make the playoffs. So I, one of those three guys would be who I would target. And then if mm. you can't get one of those three guys there, I've been seeing Trey, Trey Murphy, and I think he has the tools. Yeah, I just have some questions about his aggression and his ability to put it on the floor and in between game. Um, but and then I I don't know if you could you trade back and get an extra pick and still get him at like twenty or something. Like, do you have to take him at fifteen? Um, you know, but then I Tommy's probably not gonna take that risk. Uh, and then if you want to go like an upside pick. You know, you could go like a Zaire Williams, who was elite in high school, but was horrible as a freshman in college. So, you know, could could you go that route? Sure. Um, you could go Cam Thomas, you know, a, a, a great scorer, but he don't really do anything else. Really raw. Um, you know, you can go you can go point guard. It's a lot of point guards in this draft that are you know, big guards, six four plus, that have some defensive promise, some playmaking, um, and maybe you go that route and get your point guard, point guard of the future. Um, and then, of course, there's Singun, but I don't think he's going to be there at fifteen. Um, I just think his numbers, you know, you put him in the you put him in the, the projector equation, and his numbers are just too crazy for him to drop outside of the lottery. Like, I think, I don't even think he's going to get past the Kings, honestly. I think, you know, they need some front court talent, and I think he would slide in perfect there. Um, so, I mean, you have options. I think I would probably be most annoyed if they went like an undersized guard or they went like a rim-running center. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah. if they did one of those two things, I would be so heated. But outside of that, you know, or or say they took somebody that like they took another kind of like jack of all trades, but suspect shooter type player. Uh, I would be mad at that, too. Um, yeah. I, I think they got to come out of this draft with uh, somebody that can either shoot defend or do both and that has like NBA size to 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 really flourish at their position. So I think that our pick at this point is either gonna be um Duarte, Kispert, or Murphy. I would be stunned if it's not one of those three. That's kind of yeah. where I'm at with it. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely uh, see that. What year was Murphy? He is a not sure the year. Because he did two years at Rice, and then I want to say one year at Virginia. So, uh, see. okay, Serge, so another upperclassman. So he's a junior. Yeah. So he did two years at Rice, and then one year, his junior year at Virginia. Um, okay. And he's 21. So, right. Same age as Rui when he yeah. came out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I got a feeling it's going to be one of those three, though. Again, if. Talk about what this team needs, and it's the same thing going into uh, this offseason that it's been the last two offseasons. We need to come away with some shooting, and we need to come away with some defense, and preferably, like you said, someone that can do maybe a little bit of both. Now, they don't need to be great at one or the other, but we need something steady 
even if it's like yeah. 38% from three and, you know, an average defender. I mean, I, I, I day one, yeah. you know, I'll take that. Like an acceptable defender, a defender you can leave on the floor that's not going to get hunted. Right. You know, it doesn't ha- – I mean, it's not like you're going to get Ben Simmons defense or, you know, Kawhi Leonard defense, but right. just somebody that, you know, can hold their own on the floor and not, not get hunted. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I think Trey uh, Murphy fits that bill, man. Um, but just like I said, he kind of he kind of has like a Trevor Ariza-type game. Like, he, you're not getting any type of shot creation or half-court ability pull-up game like you're not getting none of that like but we don't need like, that you know yeah but i feel like i feel like having that allows you more flexibility and and to get off your three-point shot you know if if i don't have to as a defender if i don't have to worry about you putting it on the floor or or dribbling or giving me a, a pump fake one step in midi pull up then it, it makes it easier to guard you. You know what I'm saying? Um, whereas Obi I feel and like, Obi isn't really a player that puts it on the floor, though, is he? Uh, no, but you get him a hit of steam, he get past you and put it on your head. Like he's a, he's an athlete, so like that's what I'm saying. So even if you're not necessarily going to put it on the floor and one to somebody, you got to at least be able to attack. Uh attack the rim and I didn't even really see that with Murphy for as athletic as he is um because he's he's surprisingly athletic like he's got some bounce and he's obviously long is it just hesitation or like or like I know you said aggression but like what specifically like yeah because like when I was just doing some homework on him I was like when I watched him at Virginia it's like he defers, like he just kind of plays, he settles into kind of like a complimentary role, kind of similar to what we used to complain about auto doing, right? And then, but then when you go back and research him at high school, like I thought in high school, he probably played on a team with a bunch of five stars and he was kind of like the odd man out and he just got his buckets where he got them. And then that's why he ended up going to Rice. But he was, he was like 25 and seven, as a senior in, in high school and was like damn near 50, 40, 90 in high school. So I'm like, okay, so he has it in him to be the man, to to have that aggression. But then you get to Rice and you're kind of 13 a game on kind of low attempts. You get to Virginia, you're kind of 13 a game on low attempts. So are you just playing in the system or do you not have the confidence? Is that just not your game? Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I think you and I are on the same page pretty much um, at this point about the draft. But again, I would be stunned if, if it's not one of Duarte Kispert or Murphy. I'd be stunned. Now, of course, if Moody falls, oh. everything else is off the table. Run to the podium. Run <laughs> to the podium. Run to the podium, man. But I doubt it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. Like and you know, this is a copycat league. Everybody's looking at, you know, what the what the Hawks just did, and they're looking at the collection of wings the Hawks have. Everybody's looking at what the Suns just did, the collection of wing shooters that they have. They're trying to replicate that. So you're gonna see a run on Moses Moody, Kispert, you know, Duarte, you know, where those guys may not have went as high in previous drafts. 
But they're gonna go. They're gonna go lottery right now because yeah. everybody's trying to make a run on wing shooting and three and D's. So, mm-hmm. and it's just like, damn, it's like the year we really could get one, and there it is. It's a few of them. That's when everybody else want one too. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's like, damn. <laughs> just out of uh, curiosity, before we move on, just to get some talk, um, where would you put Rui? Denny, Gafford, and then just for kicks and giggles, Troy Brown. Where where would you put all four of those guys in this draft? You know, like a range wise. We can start with Rui. Like based on what they've shown in the league now, and then now putting them in this draft or coming out of college. Hmm. Good question. Hmm. Let's do. Let's do. Given what we know now. Oh, well, given what we know now, Rui would probably go. I mean, he could. I mean, I would have him probably inside like the top eight. I was going to say seven to 10. Yeah, like, because I, I mean, obviously the top three, the top four guys. Um, and then right at five, I mean, Kaminga. The Kaminga hype is real, though. The Kaminga hype is yeah. real. Yeah. I would say Kaminga, Scotty Barnes, and then I would probably put Rui. That's why I okay. say, yeah. yeah, like eight. Yeah. Uh, seven, eight, nine, somewhere in that range. Um, what about Denny? With Denny? Um, I think I'd have Denny like, I think I'd have him probably like a late lottery pick, like 13, 14, maybe 12, somewhere in there. See, I had Denny as late lottery last year, and last year was a much weaker draft to me. Okay. Um, and so in this draft, okay, if you look at his skill set, it's kind of similar to like Josh Giddy. You know, big six foot eight plus playmaker. Um, but I feel like Giddy is going to be viewed a little better because he he's kind of ambidextrous. He can play off both hands. He can pass with both hands. And he's more of like a true lead guard. Whereas yeah, right, right. Denny is more of like a point forward. You mm-hmm. know, he's like a he's like a four man, four three with playmaking ability. Whereas Josh Giddy is like a legitimate six eight point guard. So the value is a little different. And then Josh Giddy's shooting numbers are a little bit better than Denny's two coming out. So he would not go ahead of Josh Giddy. I'm thinking he would go, and, and Josh Giddy is probably going to go top 10. So I would say maybe after that. I yeah, that's why I said 12 to 14. I think that that's a fair range because I still think he holds more value. And again, it depends on the team that's picking because if you're like us, um, you know, you probably take a guy like Kispert ahead of Denny. But I'm just saying, generally yeah. speaking, Denny is a better talent than Duarte Murphy or Kispert, like all around. Yeah, but but then, like I said, this copycat league, everybody's trying to make a run on wing shooting. So you've seen Denny struggle shooting. So now it's kind of like, where does that slot him when everybody's trying to get wing shooting? Um, You know, and then if you view Denny more as a power forward with playmaking ability, I think that ticks his value down. Um, So he probably I think he would go like in the 15 to 20 range. Okay. Like where you start getting into like, you know, the Usman Garubas and the, you know, the Kai Jones and the 
I think Zayas, Williams, and those guys, I think he would go in that area. What about Gafford? Gafford is so sneaky because, like, he's better than any of the other fives that are, like, coming out right now besides Mobley. Um, I think I would do Gafford maybe the same range as Denny, like, somewhere in, like, that 12 to maybe, like, 16 type range. I think that's where we'd see him go. Um... I would put him kind of in that range where, like, Isaiah Jackson is, like, a rim-running shot blocker. Because I think they view, like, Kai Jones as more like a hybrid 4-3. I mean, not 4-3, 4-5. So he might go a little – he might be the first – he might be, like, the third big taken. Like, I think, obviously, Mobley, Singun are going to be the two first bigs taken – and then after that, you, you're going to see a run on shooting wings, wings and guards. And then you're going to start to see the bigs go, uh, the next set of bigs. And that's where, you know, you got Kai Jones and Isaiah Stewart. I think he would go, like, right in that range, Gafford. Okay. Um, yeah. And then Troy Brown, again, based on what teams have seen of him now. Second round pick, buddy. Second, yeah. Second round. <laughs> yeah, second round pick. God, again, it's, the, it's, it's, the, it's the shooting. Like, it's the... It's like, okay, yeah, you're good at a lot of different... You're solid at a lot of different things. But you're not great at the most important things. And so I can't... How do you stay on the floor? Mm-hmm. You know? And then you're... The thing that you're probably best at, your playmaking, is not great enough for me to just give you the ball at the top of the key and let you be the lead guy. So so where where does a guy like that fit in the league where you expect wings to be able to shoot it and defend it? You know, he, he just kind of like the odd man. I think that's the problem that a guy like Jared Culver is having from the Timberwolves. As a, right. what is he, a top, he was what, a top five, top six pick? And uh, now he's, yeah, you know, two years ago, and now he's getting offered up for a second rounder. That's know? insane. That's insane. Yes. Um, okay. Moving on to DeMar DeRozan. So Quentin Mayo tweeted out yesterday that the Wizards were seriously looking at him. Um, that's just kind of where I'll leave it. But... What do you think about – I know you've talked on Twitter about it. I think I'm more pro-DeMar than you are for different reasons. Uh, yep. But, I mean, just but just overall, I mean, what do you think about DeMar potentially joining this team? I assume it would be via sign-and-trade because we just don't have the money to do anything else. Right. Um, I mean, in a vacuum, you're looking at it and you're like, okay, you have Russell Westbrook on this team. Uh, presumably Gafford starting, Rui starting, they're not shooters. And then you're talking about adding DeMar DeRozan as your starting small forward. It doesn't make any sense in a shooting era. Um, I, I just, I think there, you would have to, I would need to see what else they do around that. Because if, if assuming some type of sign and trade, you're sending out 
players, obviously, other than Russ and Beal uh, and, and, and Rui and Denny, I think you're upgrading on talent. Albeit it may not fit or it's maybe not the best, you know, uh, schematically for this era, but you are upgrading your talent pool. You are, um, 100%. Because you got to guard DeMar DeRozan. Um, it's, and, and I really liked how his, his playmaking – has developed over the last couple of years. Like he can really pass the ball. Like he's almost like a point forward now. Seven um, assists this year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he he can legitimately pass. So like I could see scenarios, you know, when Russ isn't in, you have DeMar DeRozan kind of playing like a point forward role with Beal and then hopefully some shooters around. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that could be really, really solid. Um and then you, of course, you would have to stagger guys, but may, I mean, make no mistake about it. You got to guard DeMar DeRozan. You got to guard him. And- but yeah, when you hear tough buckets, I mean, he is like the, the first name that, that comes yeah. to mind because like everything is contested, especially from the mid range. And it's always Swiss, Swiss, Swiss. I mean, it is. He it seems like he almost never missed against us, especially in the playoffs. But I mean, even this past season, um, his effective field goal percentage is over fifty percent. I mean, do you know what his free throw percentage was from this past season? Uh, I take don't a know, but I'll take, take a guess. guess and say it was around eighty-five percent. Eighty-eight. Wow. Wow. I mean, yeah. that, again, that that's – I mean, for the way he can get downhill and, and get into the teeth of a defense to draw contact and he's shooting 88%, I mean, that's that's a guy that can close games for you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, the, the like I say, anything that, that takes some pressure off of Bill so you're not putting a boxing one on Bradley Bill, you're not triple-teaming Bradley Bill, I'm 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 open to it. I would just, in the case of DeRozan, I would need to see the other parts around it. Like, it can't just be you you sign a trade for DeRozan, but you're trying to turn Rui, Denny, possibly uh, um, Russ. You know, you're trying to turn those guys into shooters. You think they're just going to magically be shooting the ball at a high clip? Like, I just. It's just not, you know. Well, let's make- paint a scenario. Let's paint a scenario. Say Bradley Beal doesn't have the ball this much anymore, so he's more. He has more energy during games, more stamina. His shooting percentages go back up. We've seen the work that Rui's put on his shot. Say he shoots around thirty-eight percent from three this year, and then I know you said Gafford. If Thomas Bryant's on this team, Thomas Bryant's going to be the starter. So that's enough shooting to me, for me. In the starting five, I know you still need more shooting in general, but yes. it's not as crazy as it seems, at least for that starting five. I think that's again, my only thing is, I seriously think that Rui has a lot of ability that just doesn't get shown in games. And just my worry is if you add another guy like Damar, we won't see that. And so that would be disappointing, but. I understand that like when you're trying to win, you know, you got to do what you got to do again. You can't, you can't half ass this anymore. You got to try something. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to come down to his shooting, man. Like, you know, you know, I was listening to uh, to 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 one one of Q's pods where he was talking to Rui's trainer, and it was just like, you know, you you can't defer. Like, when you see your spot, and you can get to your spot, get to your spot and take your shot. Right. You know, like it can't be you know second guessing, thinking about it, because that leads to turnovers. That leads to you passing down shots that you should be taking. And even when, even if DeRozan is added, that mindset needs to stay the same. Like, if you catch it on the rebound and you got a lane to get to the rim, don't sit there and wait for Brad, Brad or, or Russ to hand them the ball. Go push it. Mm-hmm. Go. You know? You get it on a high post and you got a small guard on you, man, shoot the damn ball. Brad. You know? <laughs> You know, like I just it's you know, he he's gotta he's gotta do it, man. This year three. Like you gotta do it. Um I don't wanna so see just, no threes passed up. Shoot them. <laughs> I'm just looking at three point percentages from this past year to see where they kind of stay in league average wise. So I think the league average the last time I looked was like thirty five. I don't know yeah, if that's it's like high thirty five, low thirty six. Okay. Yeah. So we have no players that in that projected starting five shooting over um, 35%, except Thomas Bryant, but limited attempts. But it's Thomas no Bryant, line. right. Thomas Bryant shot 42.9% from three. But yeah. Rui shot 32. Brad shot 34, kind of right on that 35. Uh, mm-hmm. DeMar shot 25 and Russ shot 31. Mm-hmm. So not good. Although I will not say, good. um, Russell Westbrook's three point shooting post all-star break was actually very good. And I'm not sure what the, the numbers on that say, but it felt like he was a much, much better three point shooter. Um, post all break, like I didn't cringe every time he shot three pointers because I thought, yeah, there's a good chance it's going in. You know what it was like? It was the 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 clean open looks he got. He made them at a decent clip. It was it was the ones early in the shot clock key checks that he would just pull up with a hand in his face, and it's like, why? Why are you shooting that? You right. know, those were the ones that you knew had no shot, but the ones he had clean looks on, he was making those. Yeah. Like. I'm sure at one point it, he was making them at a higher clip than what Bill was making on like open threes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean that's a that's a that's a positive trend, but you still can't go into this season counting on Russ to be a knockdown shooter. Like it's just not, you know, that's just not realistic. So you know, if if DeRozan is a real option, they need to find players that are going to be able to knock down open shots. Um, off the catch and off the move. So, you know, there are plenty of guys out there that are going to be available. You know, your your uh, uh, Wayne Ellingtons, your Tony Snells, um, Alec Burks. I mean, it's it's guys out there that can shoot the ball, veterans that are available. Um, you just got to go get them. And the, the team identities take the shape of what your star players do best. And last year, the Wizards' identity was getting to the paint, free throws. Um, DeMar DeRozan certainly helps with that. 
You know, mm-hmm. he, he may not help with your deficiencies, but he makes you what you're good at better, you know? Correct. And I, and I just think the most important skill in basketball is the ability to score it. <laughs> like, and he can just, do that. And it, because it just opens up everything for everybody else. Like, if you got a team full of, you know, I think, again, that just, it just makes you a better team. So, yeah. Um, DeMar still, I mean, He's a hell of a player. I, I thought when he was with the Raptors, with those teams, I thought he was one of the best players in the league. Uh, certainly one of the best scorers. Always an underrated player to me. So I would definitely be excited about um, the addition. But I do understand fans' concerns with that because, he's again, he's not a three-point shooter. Um, it's not really what we need. But what people have to remember, too, is Jeremy Grant is not really a three-point shooter either. And while he may give you some length, athleticism, defense, you know, some other stuff we're looking for, he doesn't really help your floor spacing that much more than DeRozan, in my opinion. Because the one thing no. you can't the one thing you can't do now is you can't double-team Beal. Because you got two, three other guys no. on the floor that can take it off the bounce and do whatever. You know, you got Russ, you got DeMar, you got Rui. You know, you, you can't double-team. Yeah, because, again, it's not about just having guys who can shoot it. It's about guys who can shoot it and also attack on on closeouts. Like, you got to, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like, if I, again, as a defender, if I know you can't dribble, then I'm just going to stay home with you, man. Right. And, and, you know, and then when you, if I do have to cheat and I have to come back and contest your shot, like, I'm not worried about you going by me, you know? I'm just going to run out to your three-point shot and, and, when, and make you put it on the floor. So, when does uh, when does free agency start? Uh, no. Sort of had put out the dates for everything scheduled, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't look at it. I can't believe summer league's already like uh, like ten days away. That's wild. Yeah, it's looking like Denny not going to be able to play in it. No, nah, which is okay with me, to be honest. Um, I mean, if, well, of course you prefer to see him play, but under the circumstances, it doesn't bother me because you need him to be ready to go. Yeah. Because his defense, you can talk about the shooting and his some of his offensive deficiencies all you want. He was the best defender on the team last year, and we solely missed him. Yeah, on a perimeter for sure. He was the best defender, no doubt yeah. about it. Yeah, No doubt about it. I was thoroughly surprised by that. I mean, if you had Gafford in the paint in that series against Philly and then Denny on the perimeter, who knows what could have happened. I'm not saying you win the series, but you could have given Tobias Harris a lot of trouble. You yeah, could have. You probably would have won another game. Yeah, I think so too. Probably won another game. Like them games where they had Neto, Garden, Ben Simmons, like it was ridiculous. <laughs> it, was, it was ridiculous, man. Let me <laughs> like, see when. And when the free agency starts, oh, that's not right. It says December first, twenty twenty one. Okay, now my internet's out. That's great. Um, so yeah, but it should be starting relatively soon. But I'm excited to see. Um, 
Tommy Shepard, um, you know, make some moves and all. Oh, wait, NBA free agency will open at 6 p.m. on Monday, August 2nd. What? Is that right? Hmm. That's kind of far out. I mean, that. Well, I mean, shoot, yeah, it is about to be August. Early. Right. It's it's literally like five days. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I'm just seeing here from uh from Waj that the Sixers are really trying to trade Ben Simmons. I um, hope so. Like he's going to be moved. Like they're saying they've already met with Clutch, his agents, and they they're in agreement for mutual separation. So yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's some fun stuff, and I mean the NBA is the best league for transactions, off season stuff. It's the best. There's there's nothing like it. Nope, <laughs> nope. Stuff can change so quick, man. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to an off season from Tommy where there's a little bit more heat under him from. Uh, than this past season. I know this past season they, we said he needed to make a step too, but you know we were going into the final year of Scott Brooks. Um, you know, um, you, you just traded for Russell Westbrook. You know, some things probably got mixed up, and you know you're also trying to help rebuild your culture for the future. And I understand it's not worth seven point three million dollars, but. Um, I, I understand, but but this summer you, you got to get some talent in here. And I'm not saying every player you get has to be the fanciest name in the world because I think um, center position. While you would like some beef both in the starting lineup and off the bench, I think that that's fine. Um, power forward, yeah. presumably for now, it's going to be Rui and Bertans. That's fine with me. If you have to move Bertans for a deal, then you have to roll with Anthony Gill as your backup power forward. I'm surprisingly fine with that. I don't care. Um, you need to fix small forward, and you need to get some backup guards. Yeah. <laughs> I think the two biggest, I mean, it, it, their biggest weaknesses to me are are in between that two and four spot, like in the middle of their roster. Like, uh, I mean, they, they, they don't even have really a backup point guard right now because it's Shinetto are free agents. I hope um, they bring Neto back. I don't think because I, I don't yeah. think we won't need anything fancy. Like we don't need a big ball handler off the bench. We just need someone who can come no. and play some defense and shoot some threes once in a while. Because you got to imagine like Russ, Beal, DeRozan are going to act as the point guards when they're on the floor, and Denny. Exactly. So. so, so the backup point guard could really be more like a two guard, right? Uh, you know, and I think Neto can play that role perfectly well. He can shoot it. He's the only guy. That shot it above average from three, and then also plays defense. So, you know, you, I will bring him back. That just makes us so much sense. Um, yeah. Unless, of course, there's a better option out there that's like a bigger version of Neto. That would be great, but I don't know that that's out there. Um, mm-hmm. So you bring him back, and then you got to find find out who's your backup too. Is that Garrison Matthews? Uh. Is it somebody you take in the second round? You know, if you buy into the second round, I don't know. Maybe that's your MLE. Maybe. Maybe. Alec Burks, man. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. I would love Alec Burks, man. Um, And then 
who's I would say Denny is your backup small forward if we're saying if we're assuming like you bring a DeRozan in. Correct. Um Correct. but I would still I would still look to bring in another wing shooter. I agree, like Tony Snell or something like, like that. Like a Snell. Yeah, like a Snell. Um and then I would at, at backup, I mean, assume yeah, Thomas Bryant would be here, he can shoot it. Yeah, and then your your power forward again, like that's not really you got Rui there, you can play Denny there, you kind of just back and forward is just not really an important position, you know. It's just kind of like usually you put a another wing there, you put another small forward there that can shoot it, play D. Um and so, you know, Denny and Rui can kind of rotate throughout there, but I would just need to see the shooting that's coming off the bench. Um, yeah. So, yeah. All right, before we get out of here, gun to your head, who do the Wizards pick at 15? Trey Murphy. Trey Murphy, okay. Oh, yeah. I think that's what I was going to say, too. Do I have to switch it up now? Because do the Warriors take Duarte or Kispert? Assuming they keep the pick. Assuming. Well, I, I think they are keeping it. You do. Uh, oh, this is so annoying. I'm trying to think, like, as Tommy said, he's taking the best player. He's taking the best player. Fuck it. I'll say Murphy, too. That's what I was going to say, but I think Duarte and Kispert will both be gone. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think it's just going to be a... I just feel like it's going to be a run on wing shooters, man. Like like crazy. <laughs> um, I mean, when I saw that report with the Lakers trying to trade up into the lottery, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. These teams are trying to get shooters. Like the Warriors, the Warriors could mess around, and I would be so mad if they did this. They could mess around and get Moody and Kisper or Duarte. Yeah, they could. The thing is that they're the rest of their roster is already filled out with wings, right? Like they have Jordan Poole, they have uh Juan Toscano Anderson, they have um uh, who else am I forgetting that they have on the wing? They have I mean, some other guys. guys they they see a future with though. Like, I mean Jordan Poole, yeah, but the other guy, I don't know. Especially NBA draft talking about two there. lottery picks. Yeah. You know? Um and and, and they're probably they're definitely gonna lose Ubre, right? Yeah. They're Ubre's not bringing not him back. No, they shouldn't. So who's the backup small forward with Clay coming back? Probably Juan Toscano Anderson. And if I'm he, choosing he was their sixth man though. He he yeah, played I, almost he played twenty minutes a game. He's a solid player. I like him. You would play him over Moses Moody? Probably. Day one, yeah. Sure. But check this mm. out. NBA draft.net has Kuminga slipping to seven right now. That'd be interesting. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Then the Warriors could do some wild something cuckoo. Like they could take Josh. I saw uh, something that said they would take Josh Giddy at seven. Why the fuck would they do that? Because it's playmaking. <laughs> they probably play? looking at. They probably looking at. You know, uh, we could have had Lamelo. You got Draymond for that though. That's my. You got Draymond. And you got Steph Curry, who's an underrated passer. So I don't. Yeah. 
I mean, I can see the entry because if you're if you're a GM and you're looking at Josh Giddy's skill set, like I said, he's a legitimate six eight, and he's like a he's a real point guard. Like he can pass with both hands, cross his body, cross court. Like he's ambidextrous in that way. Um, if you could just get him to shoot it, you know, mm-hmm. he could be he could be nice. So I don't know, I don't know. I don't know. Warriors got options, though, for sure. Uh, NBADraft.net has us taking Duarte. Yeah, My see, thing I with think... him is, like, see, I would like to think age doesn't bother me a whole lot, but, like, he's literally, like, 24. Like, that is that is extremely really old. old for coming out. That is out. really old. That so means... it's like, how much better are you going to get? He's not. I mean, that means by the, by the time his rookie contract is up, He's going to be 28 years old. He'll be Bradley Beal's age, yeah. He'll be 28 after his rookie deal. Like, at that point, you're like, oh, well, damn, he about to be 30. And, like, you know, like, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but so so he would make so much sense for, like, the Lakers because their their window is now. Right. Um, Kispert would also be a great fit for the Lakers. You say who? Kispert. Yeah, yeah. I, I think initially I had Duarte over Kispert, but I think I would go Kispert over Duarte just because that two-year difference, like the idea of a guy, you you draft damn near lottery coming off his rookie deal, he's already 28. That's like, man, <laughs> I don't know about that, man. Um, I'm looking at the uh, the second round right now. God damn, so many teams have multiple picks. The second round is like six teams. Yeah, that's what I was telling you. Like the Thunder, the Thunder got four of them. Charlotte looks like has two. New Orleans has Thunder. a lot. Yeah, Oklahoma so has the, a lot. The Thunder, the Thunder have thirty-four. No, they got three. So the Thunder got thirty-four, thirty-six, and fifty-five. So they got three of them. Um. Who else here? Uh, the Pistons have 37, 42, 52. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought the Pelicans, yeah, and the Pelicans, they got four. That's who it was They got four. They got 35, 43, 51, and 53. The Pacers have two as well, but they're late. They're uh, 54 and 60. Yeah. Even the Nets, the Nets got three second-round picks. They're not drafting three second-round players to play on that team. No. They got 44, 49, and 59. They not. Hey, if they want Chandler Hutchinson, what's up? And wow, I didn't even realize this. The Blazers, the Heat, the Mavs, and the T-Wolves, they don't have any pick this draft. Mm, sucks for Minnesota. Damn. The Blazers, how you get? How you supposed to get better? Like, they really ain't getting better unless they do a trade. <laughs> well, they wasted that to Robert Covington. So. Damn. And then the Mavs, like, I'm, I look at the Mavs roster, I'm like, they don't even really have, like, no real, like, elite players other than Luka or guys, like, in the stable where you're like, okay, that's the next young guy to kind of play with Luka. But they don't have no picks. I'm like, where the hell are they picks at? Yeah, yeah well, sucks for them. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. All right. I think that'll do it for us here today. Uh, any final stuff here before we sign off? Um, yeah, draft day is going to be 
interesting. I think I think this is gonna be one of the more lit draft days in a while. Cause they always say draft day is gonna be crazy and it's gonna be all these trades and then nothing happens until like the season. But I think this draft day could be really, really interesting. Hopefully. Gives us more stuff to talk about. I work uh tomorrow morning. I don't have to work the night shift. So um I'll be able to watch it live, so I'll be looking forward to that and seeing if the Wizards do anything, see if we get some early free agency news. and that's where the, I can't believe free agency is so soon. I thought at minimum it would be like the end of the month, but I guess when you consider the normal start time this year and uh, training camp and all that, yeah, it makes sense. Yep. Well, all right, that's going to do it for us today. Uh, thank you guys for taking the time to listen to this. If you lasted this long, sorry if the audio sounds kind of wonky. Our recording bot um, left a few times in the chat here on Discord. But leave us a five-star review. Leave us any comments. And um, you know, be sure to interact with us on Twitter. You guys always do. But thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.